The Lord said something to me about tonight, and um, in the King James Bible, there is uh, quite a bit of overlap of some of the words that we that could be translated a little more accurately. Um, in the first place, the language has changed a bunch in what is now almost 400 years <coughs> since that was translated. And secondarily, um, it, it was a little bit of a stiff translation even then for the, for the street English. So we, we grew up with the King James and we'll always, that'll always be in the, the minds of us who, who grew up with that because that's the foundation and that's just um, in a lot of people's minds. That's the word. All the rest of this stuff is some translation, but that's the Bible. And um, the word power is used. And when I began to study and, and these new translations begin to come out, it became obvious that there were two main words. There are other words that, that are translated power, but there are two main ones. And the, the first one I want to share with you is, is a, a Greek word. It's pronounced, I don't, we don't know how they pronounced them in those days. Now they teach us, and I was pretty picky about learning pronunciation, I wanted to try to sound educated in a Greek class, and that's a good trick. But anyway, uh, exousia means authority, and um, dunamis means the power. You've heard dunamis all through the years, and, and ministers have made a big deal out of the fact that our word dynamite is a transliteration of dunamis, and, and it, it's all about, you know, this explosive power. Well, if you need to blow something up, dunamis is, is dynamite. But if, it's, if it needs the comfort of the Holy Spirit to just heal a broken heart, which is kind of the opposite of dynamite, it's that also. So dynamite is not a really good, you know, and, and of course I've reinforced your thinking that when I say dunamis, you're going to think dynamite, and I understand that, but um, we can get beyond that because this is the power to get the job done. It's the power. So I want to just read some scriptures and share this with you for a few minutes, and then we're going to uh, pray some more. By the way, thank you so much for doing this work of prayer. Uh, the testimonies are already beginning to trickle in, and we'll try to make sure that we keep those before you. Uh, and uh, if you're if you put a request in, we will we will cycle that out after thirty days. You, if you want it to stay in, put another one in. Just once a month, put one in. And uh, if you've got a little testimony to add to that, you can put that on that card because we'll go over those. But um, we. We appreciate so much your being willing to share that. And if I forget to mention it on Sundays, uh, you may find prayer request cards on the ledge here at the sound booth and in the basket on the info center. And please share that with other people because 
this is going to change us. Now, exousia, the authority, is, I think, kind of starkly underscored in the Sermon on the Mount, Matthew 7, verse 28 says, uh, when Jesus had finished saying these things, the crowds were amazed at his teaching because he taught as one who had authority and not as their teachers of the law. Now, these guys uh, were, that were teachers of the law tended to be kind of fumble-mouthed. Part of the reason was that the, in that culture, if you disagreed with a teacher, if teachers disagreed, they used humiliation on each other. Have you noticed Jesus said some withering things? Have you noticed that? It's like, whoa, that was harsh. No, that well, it was, but it wasn't as harsh on them as it feels to us because, um, you know, we're just way too correct to be humiliating people. And I don't think humiliation is a good tool. Uh, don't humiliate you if you're raising kids. Don't humiliate your kids. Uh, hurt their rear, but don't humiliate them in public, okay? The rear thing is in, the, in private, and... Uh, Humiliation is not a good tool, but it was, it was the culture in Jesus' day. And so, um, you know, it was okay and was, was a part of the way they did things for him to call them graves. Very fancy, well-done graves full of dead men's bones. All uncleanness and rottenness, okay? That's one of the examples of of how hard they came against. So their teachers were kind of mealy-mouthed because you didn't want to get too far out on them because somebody would embarrass you if they could. And so they were, and Jesus comes out and he just started, you know, he starts off with the Beatitudes and it's just like, and he is, he is, he's not practicing shooting. He is hitting the bullseye every time he pulls the trigger. And uh, when he finished these sayings, three chapters there, Matthew 5, 6, and 7, these guys said, wow, where did he get that authority, that exousia? It's interesting to me, too, that when Jesus is talking about take them taking his life and he keeps telling his disciples that he's going to die, he even announces it to the crowd. But when he's talking about this in John 10, he says, no one takes my life from me, but I lay it down of my own accord. I have authority. King James said, I, I have power. You remember that? Those of you who grew up with the king, I have power to lay it down. I have power to take it up again. I have the authority. I am over this deal. I'm the boss of this deal, and it will do what I say. When it's time for me to lay down my life, I will. And when it's time for me to take it up again, I will. I receive this from the Father. When, you, when you're under God Almighty and he gives you a command, just go ahead and say it, honey. <laughs> you're safe. And that's what he was saying there. This is the authority. And one of the, one of the most beautiful, of course, is the, uh, uh, one of the expressions of the Great Commission, Matthew 28. Then Jesus came to them and said, all authority, and we, you remember King James, all power, all authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. I have, I'm the boss. Okay, not only of laying down his life and taking up his life again, I'm the boss of all. You know, if we ever got our heads around this in our hearts, 
We would never doubt anything. We would never be afraid. Anything that came along that was negative would not intimidate us at all. And we would just faith it into oblivion if it's bad. All authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. And so on the basis of my all authority, go make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and Son and so forth. And uh, I will be with you always to the very end of the age. That is, that is absolutely over the top. Authority. All authority. We love that little smart aleck phrase. What is it about the word all that you don't understand? We say, yeah, but. And you just broke the scripture. If it can be broken, you broke your ability to receive all. All authority. So pray for me and I'll pray for you that we will get it on that verse, okay? That is in absolutely over the top. Matthew 10 is, is uh, he called his disciples, gave them authority to drive out evil spirits and to heal every disease and sickness. That's one of those passages that if we, if we get our head around that, we won't put up with it. I was, I was walking down the hall coming into the service with one of our gals who, who has chronic back pain. And sometimes it's worse than others. And I just hate that. That just makes me crazy. I don't have a place for chronic stuff. I'm, I have some of it in my own body. But I'm talking to the Lord about it. And if you're having some stuff like that in your body, I'm talking to the Lord about it because that does not fit this. He gave them authority to drive out evil spirits, heal every disease and sickness. You know what authority is. This kind of power is best exemplified by an officer in uniform who has to stand in the middle of an intersection where these, these vehicles that weigh anywhere from one and a half to uh, three tons, and those are called cars, are going by. He weighs 180 pounds. He's got a whistle in his mouth. And any one of those things, if they lost control, would take him out in a heartbeat. He stands there. And he blows the whistle, and he does like this, and the whole line of traffic just stops. And he turns over here and blows the whistle, and he starts doing this, and, and they start moving, putzing along, and he, he gives it a little bit more, and they speed up. Now, that's authority. It's not the power. He could not go over and pick up one of those things. You guys remember when... Uh, back when the original beetle was uh, extant and uh, it was the demonstration of, of the macho strength to be able to pick up the front end of one of those by yourself. A bunch of weaklings. <laughs> one of the girls and two or three of us guys. All right. Um, and I could actually do that. I didn't pick it up very far, but I'd pick it up and scoot it over so I, they'd know I moved it. And... Um, that that little car 
could take him out. But we do what he says because he has the power of the authority behind him, and he is their spokesman, and that is where we are. And I've heard preachers, you know, just get all pumped up and talk about our power, and, and it's like they say, where's the devil, you know, and they're just looking for him as if they're going to whoop him. I'm not looking for the devil. He can stay away as long as he likes. But if I, whatever I have to face, there is a force that's greater than mine. Hallelujah. That's a good thing. And I, if I'm standing in that, I can direct the traffic. And, can, and so can you. Number two, power. Exousia is authority. Dunamis is power. I, my favorite of, of these is Acts 10.37 because it deals with not only the power to get stuff done, but also... Um, our Christology is kind of messed up, and let me say what I mean by that. In Jesus' day, they knew he was a man. The message of the apostles and the preachers after the resurrection was, he is also God. Now, we got the message down through the centuries in the church that this is God to the extent that We lost his humanity. And it's easier to understand that way because to think of him as totally human and totally God strains my head. As a matter of fact, my head won't go around that. Does yours? I don't think I want to hear it if it does because that's just one of those things we accept by faith. But while he was still known as a man and they were saying he was also the Christ, Peter is preaching to the Gentiles. You know what has happened throughout Judea, beginning in Galilee after the baptism that John preached, how God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Spirit and power, and that's dunamis, that power, how he went about doing good, healing all who were under the power of the devil because God was with him. Now, it's not because he was God. Get this point. This is very important in our prayer life and in our day-to-day walk. It is not because Jesus was God that he went around doing good. He was God. I'm not a heretic. I just don't understand that, but but I believe it. He was a man anointed with the Holy Spirit and had the power because the Holy Spirit was on him to go around and heal all that stuff, everything that came down. And then Romans, the first chapter, as Paul is introducing the whole business to the Roman church, the second verse in the book of Romans, the gospel he promised beforehand through his prophets in the Holy Scriptures regarding his son, who, as to his human nature, was a descendant of David, and who through the spirit of holiness was declared with power to be the son of God by his resurrection from the dead. Jesus Christ, our Lord. Now, Paul is beginning to teach the combination there. And later he just says, great is the mystery of godliness. God was manifest in the flesh. 
God was manifested in the flesh. Fully God, fully human. And the, the proof and the extent of the power that the Holy Spirit is, it has more power than this, but it, it goes this far, is that Jesus was raised from the dead. He was raised from the dead. He was so full of sin, no one ever had the sins in him that he did because it was ours. You, you, we have great sin, sinners in history as, as being over-the-top sinners, and they, they were, and some of them still living are. But every, every broken life, every broke, every addict, every uh, MPD, multiple personality disorder, every uh, paranoid schizophrenic, every person who was, is a psychopath, was or is a psychopathic murderer, everyone who is, is depressed to the point of suicide, besides all of the awful sins, all of that was in Jesus. That's the reason the angel had to come and strengthen him when he got through praying. Took that cup, and he almost croaked. Croak is Oklahoma for die. He almost expired on the spot. And the angel brought from God enough strength for him to get on his feet and meet his people who were going to arrest him and, and go through that whole business. Amazing, amazing. And that, that life went through all of that that night, the next day, crucified at 9 a.m., died at 3 p.m., and was buried before dark. All of that, by the way, that was not his sin, you understand. He had no sin. That was our business. That was our broken hearts, broken heads, broken lives, all of that. He was the most tormented man. He was the most guilty man. You think you suffered from guilt? You don't have a clue about guilt. And you do have a clue about guilt if you suffered from guilt. But it, it, the, the measureless, almost, stuff that he took in himself is beyond my comprehension. And he bore it all, and the Father put him to death. The Father put him to death. God so loved the world that... He gave. He gave his one and only son. Hallelujah. You know, you could, if, if we were a little more alive, maybe we might do a little jig or something somewhere along here. Uh, you, you've, you've been around the room. You know the way. If you ever just feel like you just have to get up and run, just to get up and run. You know the way now. But this is, this is the love of God and the expression of power, dunamis. And if you want to do dynamite, it blew Jesus out of death into life. And it's, it's human life, but it's unlike what he had before. It's better. He can still eat. Um, I don't know. I don't know how it all works. I know that he is still the man, Christ Jesus. 
The scripture teaches that very clearly. He, in his humility, has kept himself emptied of his deity, and he is living to pray as a human for humans. Did you know that? You knew that. And you're really excited about it, I can tell. This is the power that raised Jesus from the dead, raised him from the dead, brought him to new life that's, that's a life that's beyond what he had before. And then, of course, you knew I had to get here and back to Acts, the first chapter. But you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes on you, and you'll be my witnesses in Jerusalem, all Judea and Samaria, and the ends of the earth. Do not go out to do the work of God without that power. This is the power that just gets it done. Eunice and I married. I was from a home with only boys. Dad did not know that boys couldn't help in the house. And so we were expected to help in the house. And about once, twice a week, we had to wash the dishes, which I dearly hated. But it wasn't optional. You just go wash the dishes when he tells you to wash the dishes. And... uh, so when I got married, I knew I was supposed to help with the dishes and still hated it as much as I did as a kid. So right away, in our simple life, we got a dishwasher. And we went to, we went to Phoenix from Winslow, Arizona, and, and found a deal. We got a floor model, which was discounted. Eunice is already developing that skill. And... Uh, <laughs> And uh, so it didn't have a carton, so they went in the back and got one. And so this is a portable, and it's not as, well, it's about the size, I guess, of the ones that are installed in the counter now. But, of course, it had a cabinet, a little enamel cabinet all the way around, and you opened the top. And uh, this Hispanic guy was, I don't know whether he worked in the back or was a salesman, but he was, he was kind of burly. And I remember he brought out that box, and he set this, it's a carton, cardboard carton, size of this machine, and he just reaches down and hugs this thing and just picks it up, raises it up, and just gently puts it down in the carton. Now, that's power. See? So, you have power to be very gentle or blow something up. You can blow Jesus out of the tomb to be alive forever. See that? Or you can take a broken heart and hold it at least as gently as the gentlest mother ever held a child. See, that's power. So whatever you need, does this sound good to you? Would you like to sign up for some of this? (laughs) Hey, you already have it. We are going to continue to work with each other and help each other get into more of this because we've got people that are chronically ill. We want to see them saved uh, from that crazy stuff that that dogs their path. We've got people who have uh, things that you, you shouldn't have to suffer. And so we are going to be going in that direction. I don't know that you give a rip about these numbers, but exousia occurs 103 times in the New Testament. 
Dunamis appears 120 times. These are very common subjects throughout the, throughout the New Testament. And I want us to be aware that the authority of God through Jesus Christ comes to us and that the power of the Holy Spirit through Jesus Christ comes to us. Think of it this way. The blood of Jesus Christ opens the door to new life, and the Holy Spirit of God comes in and makes our spirits new and perfect. Your spirit, when you're born again, is perfect. That way God can just embrace you. He can see you through the righteousness of His Son, and it's wonderful. Now, you know that you, you're not that perfect. You've noticed that. <clears throat> and if you, if you haven't noticed it, ask your spouse. They can assure you, or your dear friends. So the blood of Jesus Christ gets that authority. And then the resurrection. This is about Jesus, folks. We are centered in Jesus. He is first, last, and always. The power that raised Jesus from the dead now dwells in us. And we sang about that Uh, Nick had us leading, had us singing about this authority, about this power. Man, we can sing till Jesus comes about this. And so I want us to be encouraged, and I want us to just be full of the Spirit and expect miracles. Would Would you pray a blessing on this church?